ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Hallelujah. It's testimony time. Oh, I said it's testimony time. You may kindly take your seats. Amen. So tonight I'm going to read out our testimony. How many of you know that our Lord is a God that does new things? In Isaiah chapter 43, he says, Behold, I will do a new thing, and it shall spring forth. There are a lot of us sitting here tonight that are waiting for the springing forth of the hand of the Lord. But I see every new thing that the Lord is busy working in your life coming to pass in the name of Jesus. So this brother says, I'm Patrick Akwesi Tete, an FSO star and a dancing star. Oh, I thought you'd be clapping. Except for some weeks now, for some weeks ago, in the his present service bishop was praying and said somebody is receiving an envelope for a job he said i you remember bishop Kobe? he said i received it with all my heart said earlier on this year in february i had to quit my job because of certain reasons so i had been unemployed from january to august can you imagine from january to august whatever has been standing in your life that is standing like a plague that you can't get past i see the hand of the lord pushing you past in jesus name so he continues he said since that time i've been sending cv after cv just waiting to be called then bishop prayed a few weeks ago said three weeks ago the following sunday after the arise service i watched the his present service again so three weeks ago bishop prayed then he said during the arise service he watched the arise service then on the sunday he watched the his pre- uh, on the tuesday sorry after arise service he watched the previous sunday's his present service again on his phone and he said he received the prophecies and the blessings that bishop spoke then on thursday that same week so tuesday he listened to the his presence message watched it again on facebook then on thursday he received a phone call from one of the places he had been sending his cv i see the lord making a way for you oh i said i see the lord making a way for you so he said when i was called i went for the interview and when i was going i told my mom this interview is not going to last it's going to last for just five minutes the guy was bold because he knew that he had prophecies backing him may the word of the lord also back you as you move out so he said i went for the interview 
when I was going, I remembered Bishop's prophecy and I knew that everything was working out for me. So I came for the interview. It, was, it wasn't even up to five minutes. He said, it wasn't even up to what? Five minutes. Whatever you believe, that is what is going to happen in your life. If there are three believers in the house, can I get a loud shout of an amen? So after that, he said, I was told that I will be called. So I went home. Less than five minutes time, I was called. And the man that interviewed me told me, Mr. Patrick, I see you being called for a promotion. I said, I see you being called for a promotion. He said, Mr. Patrick, I'm very sorry for any inconvenience I may have caused. I had a chat with the authorities and I got to know that I was supposed to employ you immediately. Oh, I don't know why you are not on your feet. I said, I don't know why you are not on your feet. Some of you seem to not believe the prophecy. But whatever has been taking long in your life, I see the spell breaking suddenly. I said, the spell is breaking suddenly. I said, the spell is breaking suddenly. He said, I'm sorry for any inconvenience that I may have caused. My authorities made me understand that I should have employed you immediately. So I returned to the office and they began to put things together and put things in place properly. Wherever you find yourself, that is not good. I said, if you find yourself in a place that is not good, no matter your circumstance, no matter your situation, I see the Lord turning things around for you. Receive it in the name of Jesus. So he said, is this not uncommon favor? So tonight, I just want to thank God for the prophecies that flow from the altar. I want to thank God for our pastor, Bishop Ogo. And I want to say to everyone here, don't joke with the prophecies. They are coming to pass in our lives. And I pray that they will come to pass in your life as well. Can you give the Lord a shout of praise tonight? I don't feel like you are celebrating tonight. I still feel like you are on the losing end. Give the Lord a shout.
Jesus, there's no other 
with so much strong opinion they seem so wise and confident but their words have no love there's no one like you Jesus your words are full of life and power they lead me on they guide me on they show me where to go Come on, your clapping can have a little more energy tonight. How many of you come here on Saturday evenings expecting God to be in our midst? Because that's what really matters. Without that, there's no point traveling here. Hallelujah. And I'm happy to tell you that I believe that tonight God is in our midst. How many of you will believe that with me? That tonight God is in our midst. And God wants to tell us something. Amen. How many of you believe that when God comes into our midst, He wants to say something. He wants to speak to us. He has heard us sing the worship songs and everything. He wants to say something to us. But He will speak through a man. Hallelujah. He will speak through a man. And tonight, I'm happy to tell you that the man through whom God will speak to you and I is in the house. Hallelujah. I'm happy that you're standing to your feet. It's a sign of honor and it's a sign of excitement. Why don't you add a shout and add a hand clap and let's welcome to this pulpit, the Bishop Edwin Morgan. Oh God, come on. Make it stronger. Make it stronger tonight. Come on.
Let your hand clap be loud. And let God hear you that you are celebrating him. Keep clapping your hands. Are you happy to be in church tonight? I want you to turn and inform your neighbor that you are in a very good place tonight. You are in a very good place tonight. And God has something to tell you tonight. Amen. Clap your hands and you may be seated. I also want to welcome you and I want to welcome our online congregation. Let's clap our hands for them. Shall we bow our heads and pray? Master Jesus, we pray that you speak to us tonight. Let your word come in its full force. Help us to experience a rejuvenation in our walk with you. Let this be a milestone. Let this be a moment that is memorable in our walk with you. I pray that your word will fall on good ground. No thorny ground, no wayside ground, no stony ground. Thank you for a good ground. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's been about two months since we returned to church and um, I remember informing you that the church like many other establishments in the world has experience a devastation through the COVID coronavirus pandemic. Many things are not the same again. Businesses are restarting. Schools are restarting. Even relationships are restarting. Because there are some beloveds who never saw each other for six months. So, after six months, they have to restart the relationship. Yes. So, a, a lot of things have had to restart. And not less the church as well. So, I remember that I began to share with you 
the seven great principles. In the other service, I was teaching about how you can become a strong Christian. And the reason was that many of you genuinely backslid. And we came back to church almost like unbelievers needing salvation again. And it takes a pastor who is spiritual to pick the state of his flock. And uh, for seven to eight weeks, we've been learning great principles and learning about how we can become strong Christians. We've learned very powerful truths about our salvation. We've learned very powerful truths about the change and the changes that must take place in our lives. I want to say to us tonight that we are not sitting here as churchgoers. We are believers actively working with Jesus Christ seriously born again attending church like I told you last week is just a little part of it but you owe to yourself the responsibility of living a life that qualifies you to be a child of God and so I believe that for the months that we've spent building ourselves up, I believe that we are becoming stronger. We are becoming more alive spiritually. We are becoming more sensitive to our 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 to the to the demands of the relationship we have with God. And I want to constantly direct you to the messages we preach here. you find them on the Facebook page that you are on, if you are online. Those of you in the church, we have a Facebook page, the Makane Church International HQ Facebook page. That page has a lot of the messages. And also if you go to the podcast, podcast, I have a podcast where all the messages that are preached can also be found. And if you subscribe to, the, to my podcast, you will get all the messages, every message. In fact, messages in services you did not attend. Like tomorrow morning, many of you will not be here. All, all, not many, all of you will not be here. Maybe except Bishop Kobe will be with me here. The, the rest of you will be at home. But you can still... If you are interested, listen to the message that I preached on Sunday morning. The same way I would expect them to also listen to the message I'm preaching here on Saturday evening. The more word you receive. Is it the service we learned that a great change comes to you when you listen to a lot of preaching? Is it in this service? Yes, yes. You, you look alive. It means the message entered you. Clap your hands for yourself. So, try to go to the podcast and listen. You, you, you are a Christian. And these things, when I, when I mention 
podcast, when I mention Facebook page, I'm not speaking to somebody in, I mean, somebody living on Mars. I'm not speaking to a spirit. I'm speaking to you that you are a child of God and the word of God must have its central place in your life. Hallelujah. And the more of the word of God you receive, the more of the word of God you take in, the better your life gets. Now, today, we are shifting from ourselves, from us as individuals, to us as a church. We've had two months. You can clap your hands. You can, no problem. I've spent two months talking to you about your personal life, about your salvation. I've spent two months talking to you about changes that must take place. And there is more we are going to be sharing from that great book, Seven Great Principles. But today, I am believing God to also talk about us. There are two types of us. Us as individuals and us as a church. And I am interested also in us as a church. And so today, I'm preaching from a very, very great and important book titled, Can't You Do Just a Little Bit More? Because this is our church. Can you not do just a little bit more? Can you do a little bit more? It's going to be an exciting journey. And I believe that God will change our lives and make us even better Christians. Father, let your word come to us mightily today. In Jesus' name, I pray. Now, I want to ask you to turn your Bibles to 2 Kings, chapter number 13. And I would like to read from the New American Standard Bible. And I would like to start from verse number 14. And I need you to be very attentive. Second Kings 13, verse number 14. When Elisha became sick, with the, with the illness of which he was to die, Joash, the king of Israel, came down to him and wept over him and said, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. Just a little comment before I go on, that if you've read your Bible a little, this statement will be very familiar. 
These are exactly the words this Elisha spoke to his father Elijah. It is not surprising that a king is saying these words to him. The treatment you give to your father is the treatment that will also be meted to you by other people. It is as if Joash the king was standing there when Elisha said these same words to Elijah. My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. You will have opportunities in your life to honor fathers. You will have opportunities in your life to relate properly with authority figures. Now, this is a reminder that what you do to them will also be measured to you with the same container. Let's go on. That is just by the side. Elisha said to him, so remember, Elisha is about to die. A king comes to him. And then Elisha, this man about to die, says to the king, Joash, take a bow and arrows. Elisha told the king, take a bow and arrows. So he took a bow and arrows. When you serve God well, you'll be commanding kings. This is a pastor instructing a president. This is a pastor about to die. But he has power enough to command a prime minister, a king, a president. When you serve God very well, he gives you authority. Even over men of authority. The same way Pharaoh, a great man, called Joseph his father. Joseph was a father to Pharaoh. When you have a chance to serve God, you must not joke with it. When you have a chance to walk with God, you must not joke with it. So he took a bow and arrows. Then he said to the king of Israel, this prophet about to die said now to the king of Israel, put your hand on the bow. And he put his hand on it. Then Elisha said, uh, laid his hand on the king's hands. And he said, open the window towards the east. And he opened it. And Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, The Lord's arrow of victory, even the arrow of victory over Aram. So, those were prophetic instructions. Take a bow, take the arrow, open the window to the east, shoot. And as he obeyed, it was a prophetic instruction, prophetic tokens. To announce to him that he was going to have victory over Aram. For you will defeat the Arameans at Afek until you have destroyed them. Verse 18. 
Then he said, take the arrows. The prophet is still commanding the king. Take the arrows. And he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. And the king of Israel struck the ground three times and stopped. So the man of God, that is Elisha, was angry with him and said, you should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck Aram until you would have destroyed it. But now, you shall strike Aram only three times. Elisha died and they buried him. Now the bands of the Moabites would invade the land in the spring of the year. Ladies and gentlemen, you see in this story that Elisha in verse 19, I think, was angry with the king because he gave him, he asked him to take the arrows and he told him, strike. He didn't say, strike once, strike four times, strike seven times. He said, strike. And he struck only three times. And the man of God said, no. You should have struck five times or six times. What you've done is not enough. Now, this king, King Joash, is a typical example, a quintessential example of someone who could have done just a little bit more. King Joash represents King Joash represents people in the kingdom who do something. They do something. But what they do is not enough. They could have done more. So you see that he struck the ground three times. One, two, three. But he could have done it five times. That is, he could have, he, he could have struck two more. Are you aware that three is more than two? Are you aware that three is more than two? Yes. So, so, so in, in the kingdom, many of us who are able to do three have the ability to do just two more. A little more. For the victory to be cemented and for the victory to be to be solid but we do much and not add a little more tonight i want you to know that whatever you are doing for the lord is great but a little more than what you are doing now can cause your life and the church to become 
far better than it is now. Far better than it is now. Many of us in our lives are striking free. But you can, I mean, a man who can strike three times on the ground, how many of you believe that he can also strike two times more? I mean, two more. Can I see your hand? If somebody can hit one, like I'm doing now, one, two, three. Can I not add two more? Four. Say it's possible. Five. Ten children and say it is possible. You can do a little more. Say you can do a little more. Now today, there are many little things we can do that will make a big difference. A big difference in the overall picture. Everyone here has the power. Look, if you have been able to come to church, especially a church in this forest, then you must clap your hands for yourselves. I'm sure you sat in a lot of traffic coming here. How many of you sat in traffic coming here? Yes. And then when you, when you came, it was a dark forest. Clap your hands for yourself again. You've made it. People like us who have done what we have done to be in church, to join the church, to become members of the church, can do a little bit Say a little bit. A little bit. Or oh, I can't hear you. Say a little bit more. Yeah, you can do, you see, and most of the time, it is the little bit more you add. Some of you have done seven, but if you could do just one more or two more, because anybody who has done seven can do two. Anybody who has done eight can do one. Anybody who, who has done ten can do three. I say it is possible for you to do just a little bit more. And, and you see, that little bit more, this message I'm preaching, get this right. I, I told you, I've made my intentions very clear to you. I'm preaching about, I'm preaching to us about us in the church. I've not hidden my intentions. I've told you clearly that I'm preaching to us about us, about the church. But those 17 of us who are wise can extrapolate this to other areas of your life. Yes. There are many areas of our lives where some of us have done 20. But all you need is just two more. And it will be far nicer than what the 20 has achieved. But we don't do it. Always, we strike a lot. And then the little we can add, we do not add it. So this book is about many people in the Bible who did 
a little more and their little made a big difference. Some of you can study for seven hours a day. But if you could add just 30 minutes extra with past questions, you will get a better grade than the grade seven hours a day would give you. Say a little more. Just a little more. Yes. A little smile. A little kindness. Oh, look, many times great things happen when little things are done. Many of us are waiting to see big things. But what you may not know is that the big things are made up of the small, little, 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 little thing. So learn, learn today to do little things. Can't you do just a little bit more? A little bit more. The footballer who practices could have added just 20 extra minutes of practice. He could score a goal. A little bit more. The sister who is singing could have added just an extra 30 minutes to a three hours. I mean, if you have done three hours of rehearsals, it means you can add just a little 30 minutes doing something else. And that little thing becomes a very big thing in the end. So in this powerful book, you see example after example. For instance, there are many disciples... Many disciples follow Jesus Christ. But you will discover that after Matthew wrote his gospel, Mark could have said that if Matthew has written and we are all with Jesus, then it's okay. But Mark added just a little bit more. I said a little bit more. Suddenly we are reading about the madman of Gadara. Just a little bit more. Luke added just a little bit more. John, I mean, by the time we get to John, I mean, John, John should have stopped writing. There was no point. I mean, Matthew has written. Mark has written. Luke has written. What has John got to say? I mean, so what? No. This man came to spend just three and a half years doing ministry. And three major mans of God have written about him. John was also a little boy. He should have just stopped. But John said, no. I also have got a little I can add. It is John's little to add that told us that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The little, the little is what has got us to be born again. Nobody mentioned that conversation except John. Bishop, you are preaching. Nobody. You are preaching. A little bit more. You are preaching. <laughs> can, no, can you imagine a Bible without being born again? Can you imagine a Bible without that conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus? But John added just a little. Just a little. Matthew wrote about Jesus. Mark, the disciple of Paul, wrote about Jesus. 
Luke, the disciple of Paul, wrote about Jesus. Small boy John, what does he have to add? But the little John added is what today gives us hope that what has been dead for three days can resurrect the way Lazarus on the fourth day rose up. Yes. Nobody wrote it. Just, just a little bit. You, you'll be surprised that your little bit has been, has been overlooked by everybody. Nobody wrote about Lazarus. Nobody wrote about Lazarus. I'm very happy. I responded to the invitation to be a pastor. Because at that time, there were many pastors. And if I look at myself, I'm just a stammerer, even forcing to speak. And pastoring to, it means, if you're a pastor, it means you, you, you must preach. If you're a pastor, you must preach. And I can even preach on But I'm happy, I'm very happy that I accepted that invitation to be a pastor. But the grace of God, I'm doing something small in the forest here in OEB. You too can do a little, just a little. It is John's little that has taught us I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody wrote, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Nobody wrote it. It is John, the fourth gospel. My dear friends, many of you here, I say, ah, I Bishop Ogo is preaching. And Bishop Kobe is even preaching more. And I've got center leaders. Then it's okay. A church with a thousand center leaders. A church with Bishop Kobe. What, 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 what impact would my little contribution make? But what you may not know is that there is somebody you can minister to that 10,000 Bishop Corbis can never minister to. 100,000 Bishop Ogoas will never listen to. You can do just a little more. And your little, you'll be amazed, will make the picture complete. There are many people who did just a little bit more? Cain. Every chapter has to do with one person. Cain. Enoch. Abraham. It's a very exciting book. You'll be very blessed if you read this book. Joseph. David. Luke. John. Onesiphorus. Philippians. Ephesus. Smyrna. Pergamos. Tahatera. The churches, Philadelphia, the churches John wrote about, wrote to. All of them, there was something little to do. I'm speaking to the brother at the, way, at the back there, that you, you are not insignificant. Your contribution is not insignificant. That if you were to add your little, this church we are in would be a very different church. A little bit more. Today, I'm selecting a man 
called Noah. 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 And we are looking at Noah's little bits and how it applies to you. The, the main man in this season we are looking at is Noah. Noah. And Noah is very special to us in this dispensation because we are all now going to be involved in building a brand new church. Yes. The church we are building now is not a church for shepherds only. It's not a church for reverence only. You can be involved in the building of the church. And when you get involved, I can assure you, your contribution will be very little. But your little is very important in what God wants to do in this church. Yes. Lift your right hand and say, my little is necessary. Say, my little can make a big difference. Say, I can do a little bit more. I can do a little or say, bit I've more. done something great. I've done something great. I've done well. I've done well. Coming to church. Coming to church. Praying. Praying. Bussing. Bussing. Sitting on a bus. Sitting on a bus. Praying. Praying. Joining. Joining. I've done many things. I've done many things. I've done well. I've done well. But I can do. But I can do a little bit more. A little bit Just more. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit Just more. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit Clap more. your hands for Jesus. Now, Second Peter. Second Peter. Chapter 2. Noah, can't you do just a little bit more? God, God's question to Noah was, Noah, can't you do just a little bit more? And today, you can take Noah's name out and put your name there. Yes. Ebenezer, can't you do just a little bit more? Second Peter chapter 2 verse 4. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment and spared not the old world, but saved Noah. The eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. I leave the rest of the chapter as your assignment for tomorrow and tonight. But the apostle Peter. Introduced Noah to us. 
in a way we never saw even in the Old Testament. Noah apparently was a preacher. Is that in English? Noah, I mean, the big thing about Noah was that he was a preacher of righteousness. Maybe Noah had a church. Or maybe Noah was an itinerant preacher. But Noah is introduced here not as a builder of an ark. His main work, his, Noah's main stay was he was a preacher of righteousness. That, I mean, when, when, when Peter had a chance to introduce Noah, he introduces him as a preacher of righteousness. Not a maker of an ark. But ladies and gentlemen, even though his main work was preaching righteousness, God came to him and asked him to do a little bit more. Can you believe it that it is that little bit more that has rather become what we know Noah to be and not his original profession. Yes. I'm sure most of us in this room are surprised that Noah is being described as a preacher of righteousness. That you were expecting him to, to at least, at least, grab, Noah should have been referred to as a carpenter. How many of you were expecting Noah to be introduced by Peter or Paul or John or Luke as, as, as a carpenter? Can I see your hand? How many of you were expecting Noah to be called a carpenter? But his original ministry, his original profession was a preacher of righteousness. Original. But thank God that he obeyed. He obeyed. A call by God to do a little bit more. What were the little things God told him to do? Today, you may be a student, but if you can do a little bit more than being a student, one day you may also be known by your little bit more, far more than even your work, your, 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 your mainstay as a student. A lot of times, the big things about our lives are not what define our lives. The big things about our lives, most of the time, are not what defines our lives. There are people in this country, I can, you, you, what you know them to be, it's not their main. President Mahama is not a president. Wasn't born as a president. He, he has a profession. He, has, he worked as a professional in an area that is his real life. Then he just went into 
politics to do a little bit more. Now we know him, we even call him President Mahama. Yes, it's true. Our current president is President Nana Adodankwa Akufuadu. But if you look at the number of years he has spent chasing politics, it, it pales in comparison to his education. The years he has spent as a, as, as a, as a law student studying law in, 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 in England, studying law in Sorbonne, France. He finished, came as a lawyer, had chambers, different places he has worked so much. But the little extra he had, suddenly we, we are even forgetting that he's a lawyer. May you one day, may you one day be known by something very different from what you are doing now. May a little instruction from God. I said a little instruction that my son, I know you are a plumber, I know you are a doctor, but do this little thing. You'll be amazed that that little thing rather becomes the source of your wealth. Your wealth. Your wealth. Like that brother who was an usher in the church. I don't know how many years, but I, it, nothing less than seven years. Five, seven years. He never got a wife from being an usher. His pastor sent him. He wasn't even in the follow-up, but the pastor said, you know something, I, I, I need someone to visit this boy. He sent him to go and visit a young man. As he was sitting there talking to the young man, the young man's sister came to pass. And the, and the young man said, oh, please say hello to, 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 to Mephia, my sister. I will not bore you with a story. Today, he has impregnated that woman four times as his wife. Just a little going to check on a convict. My dear friend, most of the time, God will come to you and ask you to do not what you've been doing all the time, but something extra, something little, that may not be little in the end, but may be a definer of your destiny. Can't you also do just a little bit more? Today when I go to places, I have to introduce myself to them that I am a medical doctor. It doesn't even make sense to them. Say, and so what? I mean, so okay, so please sit down. Yeah. Something else. I went to church. I was just involved in some small follow-up, something, something, small ministry. Today, the, the university I've spent over 13 years attending is to the left. And the little shepherding work I went to do following up, attending some camps and writing notes, that has rather today, I'm, I'm known more as a, as a pastor, as a bishop, than the others are to the left. 
Yeah. And this is the work I was born to do. This is the work I was born to do. May you not deviate from the course of your life. May you not deviate from the path of your life by, by, by stubbornly refusing to do the little. They say, do this little thing. I will, I will come back again. Like the usher. You are an usher, but this weekend, do follow up. Little follow up. In Genesis 6, the first instruction to the pastor, a preacher of righteousness, the first instruction in Genesis 6, verse 13. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. So, make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms shall thou make in the ark. And shall thou pitch it within and without with pitch. I went to, I went to Kentucky. Kentucky. And uh, went to see a replica of Noah's Ark. It is not a small thing Noah built. Exact to the, to the millimeter. The exact replica of Noah's Ark. Amazing. Amazing. You will not believe that God can turn a preacher into a carpenter. Some of you do not want to take on new instructions. But God came to him and said, make an ark. Make an ark. Make an ark. I know you are a preacher. I know you preach well. I know you just attend church. I know you are just in the church. You just come and go and so on. Because, you see, attending church is also a great thing. Many don't even go to church. David said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Attending, going to the house of the Lord is a great thing. It's a great thing. But the little bit more God wants, wanted from Noah was that, Noah, I know you are a preacher, but build me an ark. We also... As shepherds, as pastors, as leaders of his present service are going to do just a little bit more by building God an ark. The ark is for his people. Yes. There was a time in this church, it was the pastors and the reverends and the bishops 
and the central leaders and whatever leaders and the shepherds who were involved in the building of the this is the ark. In fact, a, a church that looks like the ark, an ark really, is our pediatric cathedral. Yeah, if you go there, you see the church. It's like an ark. Yes. But we also are going to build an ark. What is an ark? The ark is the church service we are in. Yes. It's the church service. And now, the church service we are in is not a church service going to be built by only professional carpenters. Preachers will also build arcs. Church members will also build arcs. Dancers will also build arcs. Singers will also build arcs. Soloists will also build. Builders will also build. Everybody will be involved in the building of the ark. That's your little. That's your little. And if you understand the will of God for your life, you will not say, oh, me, I'm a professional church goer. I'm a professional, uh, uh, um, what do you call it, member of a center who attends church. Many of you, all you do is that you are professionally and faithfully attending church. But today, God is going to make you a carpenter to build an ark. Yes. Say, every member a builder. Say, every member a builder. Yes. From today, you are a Noah. You are a Noah. Noah, listen, listen, listen. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms shall thou make in the ark. And shall pitch it within. A pitch, pitch is like, it's like bitumen. It's like some, some, a substance which is used to seal holes. So you seal all the, all the cracks and the holes. So that, because it's going to rest on water. And water shouldn't enter. So, so you fill all the holes with this, with this um, substance called pitch. Inside and outside. The man who is being told to build this ark is not a carpenter. I don't know why God did not call a carpenter to build. But he called a priest. In the same way, don't say that I am not a professional church builder. Whatever you are, whatever you are, if a pastor could convert to become a carpenter, then you can also convert to become a builder. A builder. And that will be your little bit. A little bit. But that little bit, that little bit, your future, your marriage, your life, your destiny, your children, your, your peace of mind. I'm telling you that it may not come from singing. It may not come from dancing. It may not come from tuning the sound from two to six. If only you will join. If only you will join. If only you will join. Can I tell you something wonderful? Am I allowed to say wonderful things? Am I allowed to say wonderful things? You want me to listen to something wonderful? Mm, okay. 
the ark Noah was building for the animals was the same ark that saved him and his family from drowning. He did not build the ark for himself. Obviously, that huge ark, if it was something for most, I said, Noah and his wife, and it would have been some chamber and hall boat, something. Yes. He built the ark for thousands of animals, not knowing that what he was building would one day be the reason why he would be alive. That if he had not built the ark, his children would not have been alive. If he had not built the ark, his marriage would not have been alive. If he had not built the ark, he himself would not have been alive. Ladies and gentlemen, the church we are building may be for strangers, may be for church members, but it is what sustains our children. It's what sustains our wives. It is what sustains our lives. It is what sustains our peace of mind. We may be building it for animals. But eventually, you will be amazed to know that that thing you thought you were building for animals is what is going to save you. Oh, and it's true, mommy. Those who don't build it, those who don't get involved in building the ark, when the flood comes, they will have no place. They have no place. This church is very wonderful. The church we are in is very wonderful. The same church is able to save others. And the same church is able to be there and others are drowning. I'll take it again. I said the same church can save people. I, look, I can give you testimony after testimony. People's families, children, whatever. The, the same church that is making people's lives better. Is the, the church is there and people are on drugs. They are homosexuals in the church. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't join to build the ark, you yourself will have no place of safety. You have no place of safety. If you don't join to build the ark, you yourself will have no place of safety. I'll, I'll say it a thousand times. The people who sit back and watch, we who are unemployed, we who don't have children, we who don't have jobs, we who are not very educated, we who, because of the lack of all these things, have got time on our hands to do church work. The people who feel they are intelligent, they are busy, they are sophisticated, they sit back and a flood comes to carry them. The church we are building is not only for other people, it is also for our personal lives. The church is also for our personal life. Can't you do? Can you not? Can you not help? Can you not help to do a little bit more? This church now, what we are going to do from next month, please sit down. From next month, our first Sunday will be a major 
Outreach Sunday. We were doing that before we even went for the COVID. But it was being done in a very, you know, um, very impersonal way. It's almost like some shepherds were involved and some, and, some, and, and some unemployed pastors like these ones who have no jobs. They are the ones who have time for the ministry. But in this new era, every single member of the church will roll up his sleeves and, jo- and go out and come back. We are all building the church together. There's nothing like center leaders are building the church or reverends are building the church. And I'm saying to you, my dear friend, that it may be, it may be one of the weirdest prophetic messages you will ever hear. That, that if God invites you to build something for him, he may actually be asking you to build it for yourself. I think we all know the story of the man who was given money by his boss in the company. I think it was a building, whatever, and the boss gave him money to build a house. And they were building, it was, it's a construction company anyway. But the boss just called him and said, you know something, yeah, we are building all these pieces and all these units, sorry, all these units, but get this money and build this particular one also as part of it. I'm sure the guy felt that, oh, this is one of them, so we are still going to do our galamse galamse work, buy inferior materials, buy inferior this, inferior that. That's what they were doing. And pocket about three quarters of the money. By the time you see that, that the house is there, but only one quarter of the money was spent on the house. So the boy, the, 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 the man who was giving the money said, no, you know something? Huh. We, we, we build houses. But for whatever reason, if my boss has has, has seen that I, I, I could build on my own for him, I will do the right thing. Yes. Instead of those inferior materials we are, we are using to build those houses, I'm going to spend the right amount, buy what is right, the right doors, the right pipes, the right blocks of cement, this uh, proper mix of cement for the mortar, for the concrete, the iron rods, not, not even one shade less or one shade inferior. Hey, the guy spent exactly the amount of money. I'm sure he must have even added his own money because he needed to impress his boss. He built a solid house among the units they were all building. And then when he finished, he brought the key to the boss, to the office. Say, sir, these are the bunch of keys. You gave me money six months ago. I've finished building it and it's, all, it's there. Oh, that man said, I have been coming around. In the night to see the work and you've done a very good job you know it's very different from the houses which have been built there you've done a very good job by the way let's not waste time this is actually your end of service benefit. the the the, the, the house is yours so so please just 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 just, just have it you build the house for yourself you see the man thought that he was building as just one of the unit a lot of the things we do in life we do them for ourselves As, look at my hand today i'm inviting you i'm inviting you this is the hand i'm inviting you come i know you are not a center leader i know you are an ordinary member but i'm inviting you come and join us 
Don't sit back and watch us all. Because the act may be exactly what you need. The act may be exactly what you need. You know, there are some people who are so smart, they feel like they can just you know, sit around and, you know, they, they just appear. Even their hands are on the car, but they are not pushing. Yes, their hands are on the car. But I want to tell you something that Galatians 6, 7 says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. I said, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, the same shall he reap. Today, I'm saying to you that, look, in two weeks' time, which is the first of November, we are coming to church. That is the um, 30th of, uh, whatever, of October. Next two Saturdays, we here in this service are having, and it's every first Saturday. Every first Saturday. So I think ours will be the sixth, I think. The first Saturday for, for, uh, of the month, we are having a major evangelistic service. Major. And it's not just center leaders. Everyone goes out. Listen to me. We are in, the, we are, we are in church, but we are also children of Christ and his last words to the disciples in Matthew 28 verse 18 was go once again once again if you don't go and you stay verse 19 all power is given to me go ye therefore and teach all nations you see, once again, there are some people who feel that they are wise, or they are busy, or they are above going. But what they don't know is that your safety, your safety, we are in a forest though. In a forest, you don't stay at one place if you are a sheep. You keep moving because there are lions chasing you. Your safety in the forest is to keep going. If you stand at one place, antelopes and deer, when they are born, as soon as they are born, they, they start moving. As soon as they drop from the mother's womb, they don't, they don't lie down for one hour to, be, to, be, to, 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 to get used to the atmosphere, to get used to the forest. Once they come out and they drop, they just stand up and they start moving because there is something chasing us. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says our adversary, like a roaring lion, I said like a roaring lion, is, is prowling around. Something is chasing you. Don't stay. If Jesus said go, hmm, he knew what was following you. What was going to catch up with you? May your enemy not catch up with you. In the church? I've been in the church long enough to see Christians on drugs. Christians in jail. I have visited church members. Not one, not two, not three. In jail. I, myself, from my Dansoman days, 20 something years ago, Right from there, I have been to jail to visit members. Look, I'm, I want to inform you eh, that if God says you should do something, your safety is in it. Thank you. 
Your safety is in it. Your safety is not in accounting. Your safety is not in engineering. Your safety is not in the practice of medicine. I'm, I'm, I'm not against being an engineer. I'm not against being a pharmacist. But I'm just saying that there is, there is an enemy looking for us. I said there is an enemy looking for us. And may you be found going. May you be found going. Look. Look. If you were to log the kilometers your car covers every month, every week, how many kilometers of the kilometers your car has covered is used going not for business, not to school, not to take your children to school, but, but going to do ministry and to win a soul. How, how many, or, or those of you who don't have cars, you're walking. How much of your walking is towards a soul? How much of your walking during the week? May there be a percentage of your movement that is dedicated to a soul, that is dedicated to a believer, that is dedicated to the building of the ark. How much of your walking? Your fuel. The fuel you use every week. If you use 20 Ghana cities fuel. 20 Ghana cities fuel. How much of the fuel is spent on the, on the commission to go? I, I'm just asking. I, I don't know. If you also ask me, I'll give you an answer. I'm saying that if we have cars and we spend 20 Ghana cities on fuel, how much of our, of our, our, our uh, uh, expenditure has to do with going? In this church, from now, every member will be a soul winner. Thank you, Bishop. Every member can be a soul winner. No, no, no. By the way, don't worry at all. Don't worry at all. It's my responsibility to stand here and announce it. You too, feel free to rubbish it. Oh, nonsense. I just come into church. If I, was, I wanted to do evangelism after I've gone to the school of evangelism. What nonsense is that? I'm a church member. I've just come to church to come and worship God. You want to turn me into a, into a pastor? It's up to you. Those who listen to God's instructions always escape an evil that is lurking around. I said, there is an evil. When Jesus says go, he wants you to keep moving because in Christ Jesus, we move. We move. I want, to, I want to ask you to let some of your movements be to win a soul, to visit a soul, to follow up a soul. We are not leaving the building of the church to pastors and shepherds. But you can decide. You're not, you're not interested. It's up to you. It's really up to you. It's really up to you. When the lion catches up with you, it's your life. There is nothing 
known to man that can make you as spiritual as obeying this instruction to go. He said, build me an ark. Build me an ark. (laughs) And the one who builds the ark eventually gets to be accommodated in the ark he is building. Yes. Those who mocked Noah at the time, at that time, were screaming in the water, begging him to open the door. But it was shut. I'm saying that the ark you built for God eventually becomes what will accommodate you, your husband, your wife, and your children. The ark you build for God is not eventually for no God. It is actually for you. Build the ark. He knows you are coming to church. But build the ark. What do we use to build? What do we use to build? The ark. What do we use to build? The temple. The ark is the temple. In fact, later on, the Noah's ark, that name ark, the ark itself, will be used for the place where God's presence dwelled. It's the same ark. It's the same thing. Which this is the ark. What, what, what do we use to build the ark? What, what do we use to build the ark? Second Peter chapter 1 verse 7 tells us what we used to build. In this case, it was an ark of gopher wood. Yes, it was an ark of gopher wood. But for us as believers, uh, I said, um, Second Peter, uh, let me get it. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Today, I want everyone here to understand that God, God is calling you. God is calling you not to just be an observer. Not to just be an observer of people coming to church, but you yourself. First Peter chapter 2, sorry. First Peter chapter 2. Let's read verse 4. To whom coming as unto a living stone. Disallowed indeed of men. But chosen of God and precious. Peter is describing Jesus Christ. Verse 3, verse 5, sorry. Ye also. Please go to verse 4. To whom coming as unto a living stone. So one of the names of Jesus Christ is that he is a living stone. One of the names of Jesus is a living stone. Verse 5. Ye also as lively stones are built up and spiritual house And holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God 
There are two houses in the body of Christ. There is this physical one. Built with cement we got from Uncle Ben's International uh, Concrete Mixing International. There's also you. You are a spiritual house. You, you are a living stone. So the same way you see this building with stones and blocks, you are also a stone, a spiritual stone. You are a spiritual stone. So when God told Noah to, to build an ark, he was telling him to gather in the case of Noah, it was gopher wood. But in, in our case, I don't even know where we are going to find gopher wood. But in our case, thank God that we don't need to go to Syria to find gopher wood. We don't need to go to Lebanon to find gopher wood. The spiritual house he's building is made up of human beings just like you and I. And every month, the rule is that every member will bring one soul to the Lord. One is to one. Every member brings one stone. Every member brings one stone. Every member, those who are interested, we are saying that from today, today is October, next month, next month, by the time the month ends, you should have established one person in the Lord. Everyone. One man, one stone. One man. So if a center has got 30 members, the target given to the center is 30 members. 30 members. 30 new souls. One man, one stone. One man, one soul. But you see, that, that, that soul... It's not a soul. I'm ending now. To continue next week. God willing. That soul you are bringing. It's not a soul. You are bringing to the church. Like sand and stones. On a taper track. Like you just come and tip. The, the, the souls into the church. You said I should bring. I brought them. And the members will pour and then you go no 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 that soul you bring is your own responsibility that is how you are going to grow for those who are interested I'm telling you look God sent Jesus he obeyed Jesus sent us. We have to obey. Those who obey that instruction, listen to me. Later on, I'm going to talk, maybe next week, I'm going to teach you about, about 
about the great commission. You see, the great commission is not just going on. It's not just going. It is going to teach people to become part. In fact, the, please take me back to the great commission. Matthew 28, 19. 19. Go ye. You go. And you teach. But the big word in the great commission is baptizing. That is, through your effort, it's not just baptizing in water. To baptize means to immerse the person fully into the water. You are supposed to immerse the person fully into the body of Christ. By the time you are done with the person, the person is completely covered by church. Baptized. This one is not just putting them in water. Like we, we go to a place that's a river and we put the people in a river. Just go inside, come out. It's true, we do that. But the real meaning, those who go, don't just go to get people to tip them into the church on a bishop. Or you put them in some, at the, uh, uh, on a bus and come and just dump them on some new uh, um, follow-up ministry or some strong Christian academy. No, there is no strong Christian, no academy, nowhere. You are the strong Christian academy. That is how you develop. Look, can you imagine if you are able to establish a soul in Christ, how you yourself will become? That is teaching the person enough to get the person to be in, immersed in the, in, the, in the church. Deep in the church. I mean, by the time you wash your hands of the person, the person is deep in the church. It's in a center, it's in a choir, it's in a small group, it's serving God. The person is, he himself is even bringing new people into the church. That is how an ark is built. That's how an ark is built. And there's an evil coming. There's an evil coming to you. You would wish that you had built the ark. You would wish. I want to remind you again. The ark is what saved Noah himself. We thought, I thought that he was building an ark for animals and giraffes. And yes, it was for giraffes and tigers. But there was a room in the ark for himself. At the end of the flood, Noah had a family because of the ark he built for animals. What you build for other people becomes what saves you yourself. What accommodates you and protects you from a flood. I pray. I pray that he that had an ear. Next week, God willing, we are going to go to the next little thing God asked Noah to do. The first little thing he asked him to do was to build an ark. Noah's main profession was preaching. He said, no, do this. Just build an ark. It took him a long time to build the ark, but he built it. 
I am praying that you too, it will take the rest of your life to bring one soul every month into the church. To build a church with, 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 with important people for your own life. The ark you build for animals becomes the ark you get to stay in yourself. What you build for the animals gets to protect you and your family from the flood. There is a flood coming. You know, later when we read the story of Noah, we'll then when we look back, we get to know that Noah was a prophet. Noah was a prophet. He said, there is an evil coming. There is an evil coming. Let's build the ark. There is an evil coming. I don't know why I'm preaching this message. Young man, there is something coming your way. You would have wished that you were among the builders of the church. There is something coming your way. When that thing comes, it is the church you build. The church I am building is on a daily basis saving me from floods. And in two weeks' time, we are going to bring lively stones just like us. Yes. Every chair that is empty is waiting for a stone from you to build. Everybody, even now, because of coronavirus, everyone has an empty chair by you. The empty chairs, chair by you is not for communion. The empty chair is for somebody. The same way somebody brought you here, you also must go and bring somebody. You have been able to come to church but can you not do just a little bit more? You have been able to try. Some of you drove two hours. You sat in traffic. You come here every Saturday. God is saying that can't you do just a little bit more by bringing. And now, I said, now it is one soul a month. One member, one soul, one month. One what? One member, one soul, one month. One member, one soul, one month. And that soul, we don't come to tip the soul to the church. It is, it is our soul. And next week, I'm going to give you the second instruction God gave Noah, which also concerns your destiny. Rise your feet and let's close. Lift your two hands. I want you to pray and tell the Lord, Father, I'm going to do a little bit more. I'm going to do a little bit more. I'm going to do a little bit more. I'm going to join. They don't need to call me a shepherd. They don't need to call me a pastor. In fact, I don't even need that title. But I'm going to join to build the church, to build the house of God. Lift your hands and pray. Lord, I will do a little bit more. A little bit more. Noah did a little bit more. Noah did a little bit more. Lift your hands. Lord, 
I'm part of this new project. I'm part of this new project. Use me to do a little bit more. 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 Use me, Lord, to do a little bit more. Father, use me to do a little bit more. Use me to do a little bit more. Matalababa Sandalaba. Ramama Sandalababa Yande. Ramama Sandalaba. I want you to close your eyes. And we are praying our second prayer before we leave. Everyone sitting down should please stand. Father, we are praying and we are asking the Lord for the builder's anointing. Yes. For the builder's anointing. I think the Lord is speaking to me to tell somebody, I don't know who the person is, that in times past, you have not joined the call to build. You've not joined. And things went well with you. Not this time. Because the battle is now at its fiercest. Some of you have been in the church. Call after call. You pretend to be around and be involved, but you are not. This time, it will not be the same. We are lifting up our hands and we are asking the Lord for the builders anointing. You know, something that Hermia just said has come to my head. He said, the God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build. Once again, building the wall led to their prosperity. Like Noah, building the ark led to his own protection and his own safety and his own life. Even even his life. Everything was based on that thing he was building, which was not his main work. His main work was a preacher of righteousness. Lift your hands and we are asking the Lord, Father, give me the builder's anointing. The builder's anointing. The builder's anointing. The builder's anointing. Pray. Jesus' name. Open your mouth. Open your mouth and pray. Anoint me with the builder's anointing. Not the, not the singer's anointing. 
Not the instrumentalist anointing. Not the sound man's anointing. The builder with living stones. The ability to carry stones. The ability to carry stones. The ability to carry stones. The builder's anointing. Lift your hands, everybody, and pray. Lord, give me that anointing. Give me that anointing to be a builder. Madabasanda La Brande Sapapa Samayandala Babayanda Ramazandala Baba Lamasanda Mayanda La Baba Lift your hands and pray Lord I want to build I want to build I want to build I want to join I want to join to build 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 I want to join to build. I want to join to build. La Baba, Kababa, an opportunity to build your house. 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 Ima La Baba, Rima Mama Masata La Baba Sata, Masata La Baba, Sababa Yanta La Baba, Lima Sundelebe. Listen, listen. Today, in the Bible, there's a book called Nehemiah. In fact, there's another book called Ezra. But let's let's forget about Ezra. There's a book called Nehemiah. Do you know how that book came about? How Nehemiah even became known? Who cares about, I mean, who is he? But you see, in Nehemiah 1, verse 3, it says, And they said unto me, The remnants that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction. And reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned and fasted and prayed. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> apparently the destruction of the wall of Jerusalem was Nehemiah's opportunity to become known, to become great, to, be, to even be, be in, the, in the word of God. If the wall had not been broken, if the wall was intact, there will be no Nehemiah. If the wall had not been broken, if the gates had not been burned down, there would be no Ezra, there would be no uh, Nehemiah. Ladies and gentlemen, perhaps coronavirus did what it did to churches so that some of you will now see it as your opportunity. Professor. Yes. Because when the church is packed, 
You have no, there's nothing we needed to do. But suddenly, Nehemiah had a chance. Had a chance. So sometimes when things go bad, there are some things I want to say, but it's not necessary. When things go bad, the wise people use it as their chance to step in. Always. And it takes great wisdom to understand, like the sons of Issachar, the times. The times. The times. I'm saying that the walls of Jerusalem had been built for centuries. They did not need Nehemiah. But when they got broken, it was a chance for Nehemiah to also rise up to be great. Maybe, maybe it is this time that will give you also the privilege to do something for God and to become prospered by God and become established even in your own spiritual life. Yes. When nothing is spoiled, Nehemiahs are not needed because the walls are intact. There's no need. Nehemiah left Babylon, traveled to Jerusalem only because the walls were broken down. The chairs that are separating you and your neighbor, it's your opportunity to become known, to become great, to become a shepherd. That if you can put somebody on that chair, it's your opportunity, it's your chance. It's your chance. My chance. It's your chance. So lift up your two hands. And we are asking the Lord for a burden to build. The builder's burden is the builder's anointing. Yes, that, that makes a man who is okay suddenly begins to weep, begin to mourn, begin to be, 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 be sad, begin to pray, begin to fast because something is going very wrong with the house of God. Lift your hands and begin to pray as we close the service now. The Lord, give me the burden, the burden to build, the burden to be involved, 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 the burden to be involved. Always, when something gets poor, it's your opportunity to step in, to step in, to step in, Makala Baba, Lambra Baba, Mandele Bosa, Imandala Baba Baba Yanda, Ramazandala Baba. Lift your hands and say, Lord, use me. Lord, use me. Lord, use me to build. 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 Lift your hands. Use me, Lord. Use me to build. Thank you, Father. We thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Every eye closed and every head bowed. If you are here tonight and you are not born again, somebody invited you to church and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your personal Savior, I want to say, Pastor, I need Jesus. I want to pray for you now. Just lift your hand. I'm going to say a prayer for you. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Pastor, I want to be born again. I need Jesus. Lift your hand. I'm going to pray for you. Everybody stand up. Stand upright. Everyone stand upright. 
if you want to receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior please lift up your hand I'm going to pray for you we want to be born again I see your hand lift your hand high pastor pray for me I want to be born again I see your hand I'm going to pray for you lift your hand I'm going to pray for you lift your hand high lift it high lift it high I need Jesus pastor I want to be born again I want to surrender my life to Jesus Christ I want to surrender my life to Jesus Christ lift your hand high lift your hand high if your hand is up I want you to take your bag take your notebook and come to me I want to pray with you here come I want to pray with you here come to Jesus God bless you God bless you come and receive Jesus come and receive Jesus God bless you Join them, you can come now. I want to pray for you. I want to give your life to Christ. Come now. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, today, today, I surrender my life to you. I surrender my life to you. I am a sinner. I am a sinner. I am dirty. I am dirty. I want you to wash me. I want you to wash with the blood of Jesus. With the blood of Jesus. I've gone far from you. I've gone far from. Please you. wash me. Please wash. Me. Please cleanse me. Please cleanse. Me. Please make me your child. Please make me your child. I declare today. I declare today that I am born again. That I am born again. I am a child of God. I am a child of Thank God. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this. Opportunity. Thank you for this privilege. Thank you for this privilege. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Father. I pray for these ones that you will keep them. Yes. That you will establish them. Oh, yes. And you will grant them the grace to last yes. till that day. In the name of Jesus. May they grow. Yes, Lord. May they be solidly yes. connected and committed. And let your great will be done. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You see our pastor standing there. I want you to go to him. He will talk to you. He will tell you a few things. And then you come back and take your seat. Please go to him. Clap your hands for them. Let's take out our communion. We want to take our communion. We are coming have a miracle meal and say this is the body of Christ this is the body lift your bread say this is the body of Christ this is the body of Christ I can't hear you lift your bread say this is the body of Christ this is the body of Christ I am a builder of the body of I Christ am a builder of the body of Christ as I eat it as I eat it I receive strength I receive strength to build to build to build to build 
the house of God the house of God concerns me concerns me the house of God the house of God is my burden is my bed spiritually spiritually by eating this by eating this I am connected I am connected and committed and committed to the body of Christ to the body of Christ every blessing every blessing in the body in the body becomes mine becomes mine because I'm connected because I'm connected thank you Lord thank you Lord for the opportunity for the opportunity to partake to partake to partake to partake in this body in this body as a builder as a builder i thank you i thank you in jesus name in jesus name the body of christ the body of christ blood of Christ. Say this is the blood of Christ. This is the blood of Christ. It contains life. It contains life. As I drink it. As I drink it. The life of the church. The life of the church. Becomes my life. Becomes my life. It flows through me. It flows through me. Say I am not deceived. I am not deceived. I am committed. I am committed. And connected. And connected. By the blood. By the blood. Whatever life. Whatever life. Flows through the church. Flows through the church. Flows through my life as flows well. Flows through my life as well. The blood of Christ. The blood of Christ. For my life. For my life. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Let's drink it. Lift up your hand. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. I want your hands. Lift your hands up, please. Everyone. I believe God is giving someone life. Life. Spiritual life. I receive it. Suddenly, we are no more just attending church, but we are also builders of the church. We are the hand that is open to heaven is receiving new life. Amen. It's receiving new energy. Amen. Ah, 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 Lord. Use these hands to build. Amen. Use these hands to build. Amen. These are the hands of builders. Yes. These are the hands of builders. Builders. These are the hands of builders. Builders. These are the hands of builders. Builders. Now I declare new life into your life. Amen. I declare the life of God. Amen. I declare the life of God. Amen. That which breaks the power of sin. Jesus. Whatever you are struggling with. Pick us. Whatever evil is contending for your life. Professor. I curse it in the name of Jesus. Amen. I break it in the name of Jesus. Amen. By reason of the body of Christ. Jesus. By reason of your connectivity to the body of Christ. In Jesus name I break evil. Amen. I break wickedness. Amen. Whatever is not permitted in the body of Christ. Is not permitted in your life Amen. as well. I set you free. From bondages. Yes. I set you free. From wickedness. Yes. I set you free. From that which destroys. If the church has been able to endure you shall also endure the life of the body of Christ becomes your life I declare you will last I declare you will endure I declare you will go far 
I declare you will last. Amen. Receive energy. I receive. receive endurance. I receive, receive endurance. I receive it. Father, we thank you. Yes. Many things in your word were types, typologies. What we have just done is symbolic of your power flowing through us and your life flowing through us. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus. Clap your hands for Jesus. Keep clapping. Don't stop clapping. Don't stop clapping. Celebrate your victory. Celebrate your blessing. Celebrate the grace of God. Celebrate the hand of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated.